0: Let's pray. Sovereign God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, mold us into workers for the gospel, unashamed and unafraid to share the truth made known through your word, unchained. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today's scripture is from the second chapter in Paul's second letter to Timothy. You remember Timothy was the young co-worker who was with Paul when Paul sent letters to churches in Rome, a couple of them to Corinth, Philippi, and Thessalonica. Listen now for the Word of God in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Remember Jesus Christ, who was raised from the dead and descended from David. This is my good news. This is the reason I'm suffering to the point that I'm in prison, like a common criminal. But God's word cannot be in prison. This is why I do everything for the sake of those who are chosen by God, so that they too may experience salvation in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This saying is reliable. If we have died together, we will also live together. If we endure, we will also rule together. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are disloyal, he stays faithful. Because he can't be anything else than what he is. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. O oh Lord, may our thoughts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was about the sixth grade, came time for me to get braces on my teeth, and back then I was living way down in South Georgia in a little town called Douglas. It's about the size of Smithfield, was then and is now. And back then, we didn't have any orthodontists in that little town of Douglas. So every three weeks or so, for a better part, of at least a year or so, we were there, my mother or father would drive me down to Valdosta to see the orthodontist. Nowadays, Google says that trip takes about 70 minutes. Well, we had that old kind of pavement, you know, where you put in a layer of sand and a base and then you put in a layer of tar and then you put some gravel on it and hope it stays on the road. We didn't have all that modern asphalt stuff, you know. stays smooth. So it was a noisy and rough ride and it took more like an hour and a half. Every three weeks. Going through towns like with names like Willacoochee. I mean, georgia got some name Willacoochee. Well, sometimes my mother would use that opportunity of going that far Southwest, to go a few miles more over to a little town called Quitman, because there were some older folks in a, a nursing home, a rest home, a president, now they call it the assisted living center, called Quitman Home. The visit that I remember best involved meeting a lady I've never seen before and never saw since. But along the way in the conversation, usually, I wonder what it was unusual, Usually they'd talk to my mother and I would sit there and kind of go to sleep and if I'd been out, already seen the orthodontist, I'd be going, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Because they would tighten them up a lot every three weeks. Nowadays they do it one day at a time, you know, if it's different. But this lady took an interest in me and asked me questions and that was unusual. Well, along the way she said, when you get to high school, young man, take Latin. It's the basis for much of the English language. So guess what, when I got to junior high school, I signed up for Latin. Now when our children, Paul and Sarah, when they went to middle school, they literally had hundreds of choices, supposedly, among electives, but I had just two. I could take Latin, or I could take shot. Well, I knew I didn't have good vision, and I decided, that with all those saws and power tools they had in shop, Latin sounded a lot safer to me. <laughs> I wanted to keep all my fingers, you know. Of course, that was before I le- heard that Latin had a case called the ablative. Well, one of the Latin phrases I learned way back then has been much in the news lately. You might have heard it quid pro <laughs> quo. The Latin, of course, means this for that, but it's commonly understood as a as an if-then kind of statement. A conditional contract says, if you do this, then I'll do that. Well, right here in our reading from 2 Timothy, we have not one, but four quid, pro, quo phrases. In one of those, remember we talked about the faithful statements. This, tr- this saying is reliable. This saying is true that are in the these pastoral letters of Timothy and Titus. Well, the first part says, if we have died together, we will also live together. What does it mean to die with Christ? It means that we're dead to sin. In the sixth chapter of Romans we read, if we have died with Christ, we have faith that we will also live with him. We know that Christ has been raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has power over him, he died to sin. Once, once and for all, with his death, but he lives for God with his life. In the same way, you also should consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God for Christ Jesus. So that's the first one. The second quid pro quo is, if we endure, we will also Rule together. In 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, you can read, no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people, for God is faithful. God won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. Instead, with the temptations, God will also supply a way out so that you will be able to endure it. Then, there's the third quid pro quo. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Well, just listen to what Jesus said back in the tenth chapter of Matthew. Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before people, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But everyone who denies me before people, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Or over in the eighth chapter of Mark, Jesus said, "Whoever is ashamed of me and my words." in this unfaithful and sinful generation, the Son of Man, that is, Jesus, will be ashamed of that person when he comes in the Father's glory with the holy angels. Well, maybe you and I can feel fairly safe there. Because we're, we're not going to deny Jesus, you know, like Simon Peter did on the night Christ was crucified three times before the rooster crowed. But do we deny Christ with our deeds, with our actions? In the first chapter of the letter to Titus, you'll find a warning about those who claim to know God, but deny God by the things they do. Does our behavior, do our actions fall into that category? Do we profess God with our words, but deny God by our actions. And then we get to that fourth quid pro quo if we are disloyal he stays faithful. Well wait a minute maybe I didn't read that right. Does it really say if we're disloyal, faithless, God is faithful anyway? Well, let's, let me check we'll read it again. if we are disloyal he, Stays faithful well that's not the way quid pro quo works It quid pro quo works like this if I do something God does something not if I do nothing God does something anyway what kind of quid pro quo deal is that it's God's deal it even has a special name we call it grace grace is the love of God love we did not Love we cannot earn. Love which both forgives and transforms the sinner. After saying, if we are disloyal, he stays faithful, the rest of that verse says, because God can't can't be anything else than what he is. Which, to me, calls to mind that God's self-description back in the 34th chapter of Exodus where God declared that God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. As we read in the second chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, you are saved by God's grace because of your faith, This salvation is God's gift. It's not something you possessed. It's not something you did that you can be proud of. Instead, we are God's accomplishment. Created in Christ Jesus to do good things, God planned for those good things to be the way that we will live our lives. Now, the eighth verse we read, the one we started off with said, Remember Jesus Christ who was raised from the dead. And the 14th verse tells Timothy and us, remind them, the people he's ministering, remind them of these things. So I will, I'll join t- Timothy in reminding you. You and I, we're saved by the good news that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And that God's happy surprise for us is grace. Thanks be to God. Now may the God of peace himself cause you to be completely dedicated to him. And may your spirit, soul, and body be kept intact and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who is calling you is faithful and will do this.